The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Unfortunately, it is a Silver Linings edition once again here on the HHC as Charlotte falls in the Big Apple last night, 115-91, to also an in-season tournament game. So the Hornets wrap up Pool B play with a 1-3 record, eliminated from contention of the knockout round as the East quarterfinals look a little bit like this. The Knicks will take on the Bucks, and the Celtics will take on the Pacers. We'll have more about the in-season tournament here a little bit later on. We're going to discuss now that the group stage is over and we head to the knockout round. What did we like? What did we didn't like about it? But we'll save that here for a few more moments. We're going to go ahead and recap this one down for you for the Hornets as Charlotte now falls to 5-11 and 11 on the season. There are some silver lining performances to talk about, and of course I wouldn't want to talk about it with anybody else other than the lead writer of Hornets.com. That is the one and only Sam Burley. Sam, thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the HHC. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I, for one, uh, I need a little break from watching the Knicks because the Hornets can just not get a handle on them. I think January 29th is the next time they play. They just played three times in the last eight games. So a little bit of a break from the Knicks. Got to wait two more months. I think we'll all be able to manage. Yeah, that was one of the weird schedule quirks of the season when the schedule first came out that we talked about several times on the podcast here. It's just the way that it felt like Charlotte was going to play New York about 20 million times here in the month of November, but it has not gone well for Charlotte. Charlotte is now 0-3 against the Knicks this season, and they also have three wire-to-wire losses. One of them came last night against the Knicks. Two out of the three have come against New York as well. So as we recap this one, there's not a whole lot to really talk about, quite frankly. You go back and you look at the first half. Charlotte was down by as many as 16 in the first half as the Hornets starters just did not get off to a great start. New York led this one by 13 after one quarter of play. Charlotte was only able to muster 16 points there 
in that first quarter. They came back strong, though. Second quarter, outscored New York 28-14, to only trailed this one by nine going into the locker room. The one little bit of a scare there in that end of the second quarter was that Brandon Miller hobbled off the floor a little bit. Initially, I was a little bit concerned that maybe he had to be looked at for a concussion. He fell to the floor, ended up twisting his ankle a little bit. It was a ankle sprain officially, and he did come back and play the second half as well. But while he was falling to the floor, he hit the back of his head against the knee of Julius Randle, who was crashing in to try to get a rebound as well. So I was a little bit concerned more from the uh, head and neck region, but it ended up being an ankle sprain. He taped it up at halftime, was good to go, came back out in the second half, and was able to continue as he ended up being the leading scorer for Charlotte with 18 points on a day. But back to that third quarter, Hornets came out on a pretty solid run for the most part, but then it just kind of fell apart a little bit. Charlotte got it within one point there in the third quarter, but the Knicks able to close the third frame on a 20-8 to run over the final about five and a half minutes or so as Julius Randle was able to lead the way. He had 23 points through the first three quarters. He finished this with 25-20, and 20, but he was able to shoulder the load for the most part for the New York Knicks. And then in the fourth quarter, things just got out of hand a little bit. Charlotte had to call a timeout early. Knicks got off to a 10-2 start there in that fourth fourth quarter and it kind of unraveled from there as New York put up 35 points in that fourth quarter and Charlotte Falls 115 to 91. Steve Clifford after the game said what went wrong? Uh, a couple of different things. One, they're playing well obviously. They're really good at you know, they're really good on both ends of the floor. Um and we got off to a really bad start and then they had good stretches. We got to be able to break the lineup. You know, that's was a big problem tonight. That was the big thing for me, Sam, is when I looked at this and we knew this was going to be an issue based off what we talked about the last time you and I were together on a Hornets Hivecast after that Orlando game was just simply the fact that we were going to have a little bit of an issue, Charlotte was at least, based off of the way that this roster is constructed. You lose a guy like LaMelo Ball, obviously going to be a big blow, but then you got to shuffle the lineup a little bit. You got Brandon Miller coming back into the fold in a starting role. Terry Rozier has to take over that prime ball handling duties and then you got to kind of backfill it from there where we saw a majority of Bryce McGowan's and Ish Smith in that rotation a little bit from the one and two guard positions so I understand that breaking the lineup is going to be a lot more difficult here for Charlotte with LaMelo ball out but that was basically the one thing that I saw because at the end of the day the bench scoring was a big disparity 50 to 33 in favor of the Knicks but in my mind you can't really count that because a lot of that came in the fourth quarter where New York was trying to run up the point differential a little bit for the in season tournament to get that wild card spot that they eventually did but Isaiah Quickly and Josh Hart those guys combined for 40 points and that was basically the difference right there yeah absolutely and I think it was easy to tell right from the start in this one that not having LaMelo Ball and there were a number of reasons why they lost but obviously not having him to kind of get the offense going against a very good defensive team in New York you could tell right away I think the Hornets had nine turnovers in the first half they were down nine um, at halftime just not didn't really have a rhythm just weren't able to get to the free throw line they were shooting actually pretty decently from three it was the stuff inside the paint inside the arc they were really struggling with just the size and the physicality of of the Knicks and and when they had to you know take Mark Williams off the floor just to give him a breather you had to go small it's just it's a tough matchup the the New York I think as we've seen very glaringly the last couple days couple weeks playing them three times and they're good I mean they're really good rebounding team really good defensive team they were you know they won a playoff series last year they're remarkably healthy they had not a single player on the injury report um, and they just play really well. It's, it's a really tough matchup for the Hornets, especially given their depth issues right now and how they match up size 
wise physicality uh, and, and they're really able to exploit a lot of what the Hornets aren't necessarily really good at. So yeah, it just felt like they got, they found a little bit of rhythm there in that third quarter, got it to one. I think they eventually got it, it was like around three with maybe 420. And I think the Knicks closed on like a 16 to five run and then opened the fourth on a 10 to run. So that was pretty much it. So just never really got going, never really got any sort of consistency. And a lot of it, like you said, I think was, um, because of the depth and breaking the lineup, just it just kind of added up. There's a couple of things that you said there that I want to touch on, but before I do that, I think this kind of ties into everything as well. After the game last night, Steve Clifford said that a big reason why things just haven't gone right here for the Hornets over the last two games is just trying to get organized, and a great example of that was on the other side of the bench here in New York last night. The biggest thing without watching the film is we're just not organized. You know, the Knicks are as organized as any team in the league. They have a way to play. They play that way. They don't get possessions away. And that's what we've got to get to. And so, you know, we started the game poorly because of that. And that's what I mentioned to them after the game. I mean, the majority of the stuff that you've learned starting about 40 minutes here and everybody starts watching the film. I thought that was really interesting, and I think a big piece of this, too, and an underrated piece of this, Sam, is obviously the lamella ball injury hurts, but I think one of the bigger underlying injuries here has been the absence of Nick Richards. Still in concussion protocol, did not play last night. We've missed him for about the last week or so, but this is a really, really bad matchup for the Hornets, all things considered, when you got guys like Julius Randle and and Mitchell Robinson in the front court for New York where they can just kind of play bully ball a little bit. Then you take out the fact that you got Mark Williams, and that's about it right now because with Nick Richards absent, Mark can't be as aggressive as maybe he normally is just because he can't rack up all those fouls. And the way that the foul disparity was in the game last night ended up being 14 to 12, so it was kind of tight in that sense where the Hornets had 14 fouls, Knicks had 12, but the free throws were completely different. New York had 18 to 20 from the free throw line and the Hornets were just four seven. I mean, Charlotte didn't take their first free throws until the six thirty one mark of the second quarter. And the Knicks already had nine free throw attempts at that point at halftime. I mean, New York was 12 to 13 from the free throw line. The Hornets were one of two from the charity stripe. So uh, again, it's not one of those things where could the Hornets have gotten more whistles? Maybe. Absolutely. That's, that's something that could be considered, but just the fact that the Hornets have been having to play a little bit shorthanded and having to go small without another center on a roster with Nick Richards being absent certainly hurts, especially when you go against a bigger team like this New York team. Yeah. And I think you look at the free throw discrepancy and I think the, the natural reaction is, Oh, New York took 20. The Hornets only took seven. If you watch the game, I mean, because their defense is so good and Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein and Randall, I mean, they got so many big bodies. RJ Bear is a huge guy out there at the three. I mean, the Hornets just didn't challenge a whole lot of the rim just because there weren't good shots there. And, and the ones they did, they shot a lower percentage of. I think they only shot 50% in the paint. So missed 22 shots or 21 shots in the paint. And I think at the rim, they missed 10 shots at the rim. So about 56% of the rim a good game you want that around 75 80%. So it's a really good point about Mark is he just he doesn't have really the longest of leashes right now to really be aggressive on some stuff because if he gets into foul trouble then the Hornets instantly have to downsize and that kind of just throws a little bit of a wrench in the rotation because they don't have a natural third center on the roster right now. They have to go to PJ Washington, they have to go to Miles and those guys are capable of playing small ball 5 but it's not exactly something you want to turn to and utilize for long stretches of a game. It's more of a curveball that you throw in there to kind of spark your offense. It 
has a little bit of like a you know downside from a defensive side. So yeah, it's I think you know the Nick Richards, you know that's that's an injury I think, or not even necessarily an injury, but a concussion that. You know, you just have to kind of wait it out. It's obviously a little bit of a different situation in terms of having to, to pass the, the mandated um, stuff that the league requires to come back. But that's coming up on, on two weeks now, and there's not obviously something you want to do to rush something like that back. But you really feel it in games like this with, you know, rebounding, physicality, you know, matchups to the Hornets are presented with a lot of size on the other side. Again, Hornets fall last night 115-91 to in New York. Knicks, for what it's worth, improved to 10-7 and on the season, and then they advance as the wild card winner, more or less, of the in-season tournament. They're the lone wild card team to make it to the knockout round. On the other side, the Hornets now are 5-11 and on the season. Coming up next, we'll talk about our silver linings. There were a couple of standout performances in last night's game. You'll hear all about it after this on the Hornets Hivecast. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rob Longo and lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always presented by Senta. 115-91, the final score last night in New York. The Hornets fall to the Knicks in the final in-season tournament group pool play. We'll talk about the IST and what we thought about it after we've seen a large sample size of it. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about our silver linings on this segment of the HHC. Sam, as the guest of honor, I will always defer to you. Who's your top performer in last night's game? The silver lining performance, if you will. Yeah, I'm going to go with the rookie Brandon Miller. And like you said, had a little bit of a unsettling moment there at the end of the second quarter where he hit his head on Julius Randle's knee and then he's sort of limping off the court with an ankle thing and, you know, deja vu because the last time he was at MSG he got off to a really good start. I think he had like 11 points in the first 10 minutes, sprained his ankle and was, was out for the game. But thankfully, uh, came back in the second half. You could tell he was sort of gutting through it a little bit. But, you know, I thought he played really well. You know, you can't obviously can't question his, his toughness there. But uh, had nine points in that second quarter, hit three threes, finished with 18 points, 
seven of 18 shooting, had four threes all in the first half. Uh, also had three rebounds and two assists and, and played over 36 minutes, which is uh, pretty close to the most he's played in the game this season. So I, I love what I'm seeing from him. It's starting to slow down a little bit. And three-point shot is really starting to kind of come around. To start the season, first 10 games, he was just over 25% from three. In his last five, counting last night, he is uh, close to 54% from three, I think 15 of 28 overall. So that was the thing that was really, really appealing about him coming out of Alabama was that three-point shot on top of the defense. And, and you can start to see the, the offense coming around a little bit. Uh, and that's with sort of a fluctuating role of going to the, the starting lineup and then back to the bench and, and vice versa. So uh, I thought Brandon Miller was really good last night, especially considering uh, you know he was playing a little banged up with that ankle. Bridges one-on-one with Brunson. Double team comes, kicks it out. Brandon Miller wants to fire again. The three is good. Brandon Miller's fourth triple of the half. Yeah, he was on fire there, as Sam said on that highlight, is the fact that Brandon started the game four for six from beyond the arc there in that first half. I mean, he had 12 points at halftime. I know he only finished with 18, but it was a little bit of just trying to mix it up a little bit there in that third quarter and in that second half. Because, again, keep in mind, too, this one got out of hand relatively early, I guess, more or less, midway through the fourth quarter, early stages, fourth quarter. So, again, with just the lack of depth that the Hornets have right now, Steve Clifford elected to just kind of call off the dogs a little bit, try to get those guys a little bit more rest, getting ready for tomorrow's game in Brooklyn. But Brandon has been able to score at all three levels for the most part, too. I mean, the three ball, he was very confident in it. There was a lot of times in that game last night where he just seemed to be really calling for it or just sitting out on the wing trying to find that open spot. A lot of catch-and-shoot threes, so a lot of credit goes to his teammates, of course, for finding him in those catch-and-shoot situations. Then you go to the second half, and it seemed like coming out of the locker room, New York was able to adjust. They started to really guard him a lot tighter on a three-point line so there weren't that many open looks. And then instead, he decided to take what the defense gave him, which was those drives starting to go towards the basket, and he was able to score a little bit more inside the three-point arc rather than outside there in that second half. And again, Hornets got it within one there in that third quarter, and a lot of it was because of the play of Brandon Miller as well. And after the game, Steve Clifford talked about the performance of the number 2 overall pick. I showed him a lot of toughness, you know, at halftime, you know, I mean, you're talking about having him not play and he just like take it up. So he's a really good competitor and he shot the ball well. I mean, that's the stuff that you want to hear as a guy is, again, you don't want to risk injury for anybody, especially the luck that the Hornets have had over the last year and a half or so. But if it's just a little bit of a bum ankle, yeah, just tighten it up, tape it up. I'll be able to go out there and play that second half. So, I mean, that's just uh, really good stuff from Brandon Miller. It shows that he's a competitor and it shows that he wants to win, quite frankly. So uh, kudos there as an extra cap tip more or less, for the rookie Brandon Miller. For me, my top performer, my silver lining pick, if you will, I'm going to go with the big man, Mark Williams. Bridges fires cross-court to Brandon Miller. Head fakes the three. He'll drive baseline, bumps off the defender, goes up for the jumper. No. Rebound tip by Mark Williams. Can't handle it. Gets it on the second try, goes up for the lay-in. That's good. Mark Williams sticks with it. And the Hornets have ratcheted up the intensity here at Madison Square Garden. They have made it a one-point game. Unfortunately, that was as close as Charlotte got it, but Mark Williams finishes with a double-double last night. I believe that's his seventh of the season, 12 points and even 12 rebounds. And even the rebounds were even. He had six offensive boards, six defensive rebounds as well. And all things considered, he was just a minus seven out there on the floor in a game that the Hornets ended up losing by 24. So, again, Mark Williams had a tough assignment. We talked about it a little bit there in that first segment as well. Is He's just not being able to play with a 
full leash, I guess. He doesn't have free reign right now because he has to be so careful with Nick Richards being out of the lineup that he doesn't foul out. And again, Mark only had two fouls in the game last night, but those two came in the first half. So there was an instance there where Charlotte might have been able to press the envelope a little bit there at the end of that second quarter, but Mark picked up his second foul, and all of a sudden he has to come out with, I think, about two minutes or so left in the half. So I'm not saying that the Hornets kind of went on this ginormous run with him in there in that final two minutes or so, but, I mean, obviously you want your best players out there on the floor when they're available. So Mark Williams is my silver lining performance from last night's game. And again, Sam, I just think it's one of those things where it's maybe a little bit underrated. He's going against a guy like Mitchell Robinson, who's a seven footer, but then he also has to also worry about a guy like Julius Randle who can go out on the perimeter if he gets that switch and shoot threes as well. So all things considered, it's a little bit of a tough matchup for Mark Williams, especially when he doesn't have help available on the bench and the Hornets have to go small. So I thought that all of those things considered, he can be my silver lining performance from last night's game. Yeah, for sure. And and I know it doesn't make, you know, the 24-point loss feel any better, but we'll, I think we'll, we'll have to reemphasize that this is just – it is a tough matchup for the Hornets that they just have not been able to solve, and they've been shorthanded, and, and just the shorthandedness gets exploited um, by some of the already – challenges and differences with the roster but uh, going into the fourth quarter I think the Hornets were only minus two in rebounding it was um, 36-34 I know it ended minus 13 but again fourth quarter benches emptied Um, I think there was you know you kind of have to wipe that one away a little bit but uh, based on considering the first two meetings I want to say Robinson had 16 offensive rebounds total in the first two meetings and the Knicks had something probably in the mid twenties. I thought they did a better job with him and and Mark deserves a lot of credit for, for keeping Robinson kind of under control a little bit. He is so good at offensive rebounding. I mean, he he really is. It's such a good skill set to have because it can be just extends possessions multiple times, even if it's not getting the rebound, he's tipping it out. He's, he's strong underneath the basket, put back slams. Um, It's a really, really, kind of underrated skill set to have, I think it's just being able to extend possessions and, and it can really be demoralizing for the other team. If, if somebody else is continuing to generate second chance opportunities, but um, he only finished with 10 boards. So I thought Mark, you know, did a good job of uh, kind of keeping him in check. But again, like you said, you don't have a ton of other size around you to, you know, take care of the, the Randall and the Hartenstein and the, the, the Barretts of the world that it's just going to be challenging, but overall solid performance from Mark. And, uh, you know, I thought he did well considering the circumstances. Again, Hornets fall last night, one fifteen to 91 in New York. Hornets stay in the big apple for a showdown tomorrow against the Brooklyn Nets. That'll be a seven 30 airtime on the Hornets radio network and on Valley sports Southeast as well. If you want to catch the game on TV, but we will have a game preview for you on tomorrow's edition of the HHC. Still one, Segment coming up, though, on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We're going to talk about the in-season tournament. What did we like? What did we didn't like? Was it a success? We have a little bit of a sample size to go off of now, so we're going to cover that all next here on the Hornets Hivecast. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Purley, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And with the loss last night for the Hornets in New York, Charlotte officially eliminated from the in-season tournament, going 1-3 and three in Group B pool play in the Eastern Conference. In case you were curious about what the Eastern Conference looks like now that we go to the knockout round, the number one seed in the East after winning Group B is the Milwaukee Bucks. Group A goes to the... Indiana Pacers, they are the two seed now in the East, and the third seed winning Group C is the Boston Celtics. The wild card ends up going to the New York Knicks as they were able to defeat the Hornets last night. So it'll be the Bucks taking on the Knicks or the Knicks taking on the Bucks. I guess that'll be a home game for Milwaukee. And then the Celtics have to go to Indiana to face the Pacers. Those games will be taking place either Monday or Tuesday next week. That officially means that the Hornets will have to make up two more games at some point because of all the other teams that have been eliminated from the in-season tournament. Those games will be played on Wednesday and Friday next week. I know it's a little bit confusing, but one of those games will be at home, so be sure to check out Hornets.com to get your tickets for that one. Again, don't have which date is available at home yet. We also don't know the opponent that the Hornets will play either. Could be a plethora of them, so you never know what's going to happen. So, again, stay tuned to Hornets.com or keep an ear to the ground, and we'll let you know here on the Hornets Hivecast as well. But all that things considered, Sam Perley, we knew that this was going to be different. We knew this was going to be uh, something that has never been done before, obviously, in the NBA. Now that the group stage is done and over with it, what did your initial thoughts of it? I think we all were kind of in agreement that we liked this idea 
but seeing it in person is obviously something a little bit different. So, Sam Perley, what are your initial thoughts now that we're done with the group stage in the in-season tournament? Did we like it? Did we not like it? What would we like to maybe see different in the future? I I thought it was great. I think when they first announced it, maybe back in the summer, I guess, I think there was, at least on my part, I think there was some natural skepticism. It sounded a little gimmicky. It sounded a little odd. You know, how exactly is this going to work? You know, uh, but then as it got closer and started learning more about it and, and kind of, um, you know, saw some games, I think the the first um, Hornets didn't play the first day of, of in-season tournament. So we got to kind of sit back and see how it went. And uh, games are really competitive and then getting to experience it and see it in person was really cool. And um, I think even last night, too, uh, unfortunately, the Hornets weren't. Um, in contention following that loss to the Knicks, but to see a lot of the other games come down to the wire with the point differential and who's going to get the tiebreaker, um, I thought was really kind of, you know, it obviously would have been a little bit more exciting if, if the Hornets, you know, were kind of in the fight there, but I think it's just a natural NBA fan. It was kind of cool because people are talking right now about late November games. I mean, you got people like, you know, on Twitter and stuff like, oh, you know, the, the Nets are leading now. Oh, no, the Bucks, you know, took it overtime. Miami's doing this. So I think that's exactly what the NBA wanted. They wanted a little bit more excitement. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that maybe thought they were too cool to get excited about a late November or just a non-Hornets NBA game in, in late November. And then, you know, you start watching it and it becomes a little bit more of a, a fun activity that everybody can kind of watch together. So I'm excited to see the knockout rounds. I think those will really kind of be will be telling um as far as the east i thought it was pretty interesting i mean not totally interesting but i think the knicks celtics and bucks not totally surprised they advanced i think the pacers is a little bit of an outlier just in the sense of i think they're five and seven outside of in-season tournament and the four and oh in the in-season tournament so uh kudos to them they're a fun team to watch we saw them already once this year so it'll be interesting i, I like it and not in terms of what to make better about it i gotta like kind of see the whole thing play out um you know i I like the format the point differential thing might be a little tricky because you know i don't know i think some players and there was an instance last night i think of of the celtics fouling uh andre drummond up 30 points in a game and it's like i don't know if you necessarily want that because you never know but maybe tinkering with the tiebreakers a little bit and just seeing if there's something you can do with that uh, might be a little bit of a change. But overall, I thought it was really cool, and I'm excited to see it, how it finishes up. Hornets head coach Steve Clifford has been asked about this multiple times. I think we played the sound about it multiple times as well, and he's a huge proponent of it. I mean, being a European soccer fan, of course he's going to enjoy it. And just a soccer fan in general, keep in mind the MLS and a couple of those other lower divisions do have the U.S. Open Cup if you are a familiar soccer fan. And with Charlotte FC around the town, I would hope you are. But at any rate, Steve Clifford, after the game yesterday, was asked about maybe something that would be a little bit different or maybe something he would like to change. And he said he's not quite sure. I just don't know how else you could do it, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they looked at They're so thorough in the league. I'm just not sure. There's, I mean, that's what they're doing. European soccer, too. It's the same thing. I'm not sure there's – I don't know what the other answer would be. You know, you don't want to play extra games, obviously. So I think that's probably the only, the only answer they have. I think that's one of the big things that I'm not entirely sure with either, Sam, is trying to figure this out because I think there's maybe a situation or we haven't seen it, but there may be a situation in the future where 
because the groups are uneven, because there's five teams in each group, then not everybody has the potential to play at the same time or on the same day. There's going to be a little bit of give and take, and that's what's going to happen when you have 30 teams. There's just not a really good way to divvy it up to keep it an even number in that sense. So I think that there there might be a situation in the future, and hopefully this isn't the case, where one team might be done with all their other in-season tournament games. Now they're just sitting at home and watching, or there's another instance where a team might be able to do X, Y, and Z in order to influence the game because of the outcome and it might maybe change the seating or something. Maybe there's a case where they know that if they lose by X amount of points, then they end up getting the four seed instead of the three seed and they'd rather play the one seed than the two seed. I don't know. I'm just making this all up on the fly, but I just don't want there to be a situation where a team already knows the results and they end up, I don't want to say throwing the game, but they end up altering the result of the game because they know that we don't need this many points or we need this many points. It's good to know, I guess, in an advantage at that point, but I just don't want it to be in a sense where it gets tarnished a little bit by that. But other than that, I've liked what I've seen so far. Some of these courts, though, oh man, it's just tough to watch. I think New York's court last night was difficult to watch a game on as well. I mean, you really had to change the TV, the color settings on your TV to make sure that it was watchable. But outside of those two things, I thought it's been a pretty solid job so far by the NBA on getting this in-season tournament up and running. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you got to remember this is, this is totally new. Um, there is based off kind of, uh, you know, the European model with soccer and also basketball. They do basketball over there too uh, with the Euro League and Euro Cup. Um, the difference being is those are kind of season-long tournaments that they run intermittently with the domestic leagues and, and teams aren't playing nearly as many games over there. So you might play a couple games in your, you know, Spanish league and then you go to, uh, you know, Serbia to play a game in the middle of the week and then you come back home and it, it just kind of goes off and on a little bit. Uh, whereas I think the NBA tried to consolidate this over a three week stretch. Uh, so, but, you know, it, it, I think there'll it'll be a little tinkering a little bit. I think, you know, got to let the whole thing play out, let the dust settle, see what works, see what doesn't work. Um, I think overall it's been a success because, it's generated excitement. It's people are talking about the NBA in late November when a lot of maybe casual fans aren't necessarily tuned in yet. They're still kind of focused on football and things like that. So yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm trying to be, even as I get older, I can be a little bit closed minded sometimes. So I'm trying to be open to these kind of new and different ideas. Um, and as far as the courts go, I, I like the courts. I like, I like kind of the different tones of some of them. I think anything that was, all, and I don't think the Hornets played on any of them, but like all red, all orange, I guess the Knicks was kind of a little bit more of a dull orange. Uh, those are the ones I think are a little bit much, but the blues, the grays, the greens, stuff like that, it's a little bit more toned down, I thought was was pretty cool. The Miami courts and the Chicago courts have much to be desired, but I digress. So again, we'll see what the Hornets are able to do in the in-season tournament next year. And again, that draw is going to be completely different. We're probably not going to see the same teams in the groups as it is. So it's going to be interesting to see this moving forward. But yeah, like you said, I am definitely interested to see how the knockout rounds go and how the championship looks in Las Vegas as well. That'll be coming up here uh, at the end of next week. So a lot of basketball to be played in a short amount of time, but again, should be a lot of fun here over the next week or so. That'll do it on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the HHC. Hopefully we can get a winning edition of the HHC here sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Thank you for having me as always.
And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Coming up tomorrow, myself and Sam Farber will be on the Hornets Hivecast, getting you ready for the Nets and the Hornets from Brooklyn. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you tomorrow once again here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.